Hi guys, this is Merlissen today with another episode hosted by yours truly, Momotastic. And Miss Snowfox. And today we have a guest who is Vicky, also known as VJW Cosplay or Spring and Step on Tumblr. Thank you for this attention. <laughs> you are more and than I, welcome. <laughs> and I've reblogged your Merlissen post twice, I just noticed, heck. <laughs> you know, there's no such thing as too much publicity. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was going to say there. In case anyone was wondering, this is a very special recording session because as we're recording this, the first episode of Merlison has gone live five minutes ago. So um, it's like the past and the future all together in one. How exciting. Oh so my this God, is really it's like, it's basically, you know, the Once in Future podcast. <gasps> or something like that. Dun dun dun. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's hear some news. First of all, a reminder that the Bottom Author Fest on Tumblr is doing a fall fest in just two weeks. Less than two weeks, actually. It runs from November 13th through the 20th. So just before the next podcast will be posted. If you want to join in the fun, go and follow the Bottom Author Tumblr. The link will be in the post for this podcast. Coinalot is looking for authors to write them little ficlets to give away as a present at the convention. If you want more information, check out their post on Tumblr and consider signing up. Another Coinalot related news. They just announced their really rough draft for a schedule for their convention next year. There aren't any set panels yet, but just a, a rough outline of, of what the program will look like, so go and check that out. The Tumblr Merthyr Daily is looking for new members who will help populate their Tumblr. If graphics are your thing, maybe go and have a look at that. Similarly, Merlin Fanfic Quotes on Tumblr is also looking for new members and admins. All you have to be capable of doing is reading Merlin Fanfic and posting quotes for the Tumblr. So there should be a lot of people in this fandom qualified for this job. Go and check it out. Finish That Fic Merlin is doing another round. Finish That Fic Merlin is a challenge that helps you finish stories that have no deadline or that you otherwise maybe wouldn't finish can be any sort of work in progress that you've begun writing at one point but never finished this is your chance to finally get that story done go and check it out on life journal finish that fic merlin and lastly Finish Epic Merlin as well as Real Merlin and Merlin Writers are each running a sort of NaNoWriMo Write Every Day challenge in their communities. There will be daily check-in posts and discussion prompts. You can either check in all the days or none of the days or just some of the days. You can participate as a non-author by cheerleading on all the authors or you can be an author and and state your progress 
however far you got any given day. This is for Merlin writers for any fic projects you will be working on on Real Magic, the Real BBC Merlin com support community for well, your real Merlin fic or on Beneath the Castle, which is the Finish at Fic Merlin support community for any work you're working on for that challenge. And that's it for the news. Today's topic of the podcast is a Coinalot recap. Coinalot, for anyone who doesn't know, is a Merlin slash author OTP convention that happened in October 2016. And we all were there for different reasons. <laughs> and we thought it'd be fun to, you know, get together a year later and talk about it. And for that reason, as I said, we have Vicky as our guest. And Vicky, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but you were actually the first person to book a ticket for the convention oh, after excellent. we started selling them. So congratulations. Yay, what do I win? <laughs> well, you got, you got to go to the convention. <laughs> Yeah, so what uh, Rox and I did, and you know this because you've already listened to the first episode, is talk about our personal fandom history, how we got into Merlin and how we do fandom, how we experience fandom. And I think it'd be cool if, you know, you told your story. Okay, shall I dive in with how I came into Merlin? Sure. Yes, please. Cool thing. Uh, sorry, that's Arthur's job. I'm so glad that you know right at the beginning of this Coinlight recap episode we already captured the spirit of the convention uh, listen they don't call it Banterbury for nothing hey. <laughs> right. Banterlot 2018 <laughs> alright oh, Vicky go ahead please oh heck right alright so with me, it's a little, little bit different. I think you guys came in about season two-ish sort of thing. Me, I, I actually watched the first episode when it aired, and it was purely because of Richard Wilson. Oh. So uh, me and my dad have a thing where, end of the day, we tend to watch a couple of episodes of a comedy series, you know, just to wind down. And it just so happens we just finished going through One Foot in the Grave, which is probably uh, Richard Wilson's best-known work. He's a, what's the character name? Victor Meldrum. And I just happened to be browsing through the TV listings and saw his name appear under this Merning thing. And I'll admit, I watched it purely to see if he'd do the I don't believe it sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, it's a you know, different show, different character. And let's face it, there were several points in the first episode where he could have slipped in the little line. but uh, And it was only around episode four I really actually got into it. Yeah, I, 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 I watched it. I, I must have enjoyed it because I kept going. And then around episode four, I thought, yeah, I like this. I'll uh, keep going. I I went into the fandom and uh, I didn't come out. So was it your first, um, was it your first fandom experience? Or like what was, so like what kind of fandoms were you a part of prior or at that time as no. well as Merlin? I had just come out of Dragon Ball Z fandom. Ah. I was. I was a heckin' weeaboo. <laughs> and well, I, I was actually a little bit disillusioned with the fandom at the time. Basically, I had 
I had let slip that I there was a popular carrot island, Vegeta. And I I just said I didn't find him that attractive. Uh, just as a sort of throwaway comment. Someone had put on a form off who wouldn't find Vegeta attractive. And I just went, Well, I don't, but and they they got really mad at me for that and sort of chased me off the forum. Oh dear. And wow. yeah, I, I just sort of floated around the fan for a little bit and then I sort of fell into this Merlin thing and yeah, so I mean I wasn't alien to the concept of Slash or as it was known, Yowie. I finished the fandom. I found like the Merlin art of the com. I thought, well, of course. And uh, I I just sort of kept going down and down the old rabbit hole. Yeah. And here I am. And here you are in 2017 talking about an OTP convention. Beautiful. <laughs> How far we've come. <laughs> Oh, well, we fell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well. <laughs> fell in love, I think you guys mean. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> you do realize that my one of my Merlin tags on Tumblr is Merther Hell, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> because that's sort of what the show left us with. Okay. Coin a lot. Again, for anyone who hadn't known yet, although I'm not entirely sure how you could not have known about it at this point. It was a convention that we did in Berlin in October last year, 2016, for an entire weekend, October 14th to 16th. It was organized by Trakion, who is a well-known name and fandom, and co-organized by me. Hi! There were about 30 people there at the convention throughout the weekend. And they came actually from all over the world. Of course, uh, Europe was prominently featured. People from the UK, like Vicky and Rox and others. Germany, Denmark, the Czech Republic, Belgium, Finland, Italy, Romania and Austria. Also an honorary visitor from the Netherlands, even though they're actually from the US. Which brings me to people from the US showed up. They partly, specifically traveled to... Berlin just to attend the convention so wow then they were of... amazing as well like yeah. they were some of my favorite guests <laughs> we're talking about you Gwillian still waiting yeah. for that pod fake no but RHD <laughs> as well just like yes. her whole oh, thing. yeah meeting like, RHD just... was uh, like oh she's I've... scream actually yeah well because I've never actually um met any fandom people of that age before and i thought it was so wonderful that like she was still so enthusiastic about it even with real life commitments and everything else like you know as as we all get older i mean i know loads of fandom people that have just gotten into like their like mid-20s and had full-time jobs and have basically kind of stopped interacting because they haven't had the time and i just was so excited to like meet someone that still after all this time was still so invested in fandom and made costumes and came to conventions i thought it was so wonderful yeah and the stories she could tell yes <laughs> of the olden <laughs> days in fandom which even i wasn't like i was still in the you know i mean we've already discussed this i was still in the fandom when we were on live journal but this is like you know way back when still like you know fan fiction was being taken down for plagiarism and what have you you know and oh, all you that had, like stuff. zines and things that yeah. you secretly sent out and yeah. yeah so, so yeah was that was that was an amazing experience to meet all these people 
<laughs> so I actually got the chance to do an interview with Truckion the other day to talk about what inspired the convention and the administrative struggles behind it. And I'm just going to pop this in here for you guys to listen to. Well, I'm sitting here, well, sort of sitting here with uh, Truckion, who is the creator, inventor, and basically mother of Coinalot. <laughs> Truckion, you want to say hi? Hi. And Truckion agreed to give us a short little interview in you know, honor of this little recap podcast episode we're doing for last year's Coinalot Merthyr Convention. And a thing we, uh, both Roxanne and I, did during our first episode of the podcast is go into our personal fandom history. And we are really interested in doing this for any person who comes on as a guest on the podcast for the first time. So to start us off, can you give us a brief insight into your own personal Merlin fandom history, how you got into the fandom, and well, has it changed since you since you started? And of course, what are your favorite parts about the fandom? Uh, so how I got into fandom was actually by a podfic. Hey, uh, me too. <laughs> uh, I like KJ, like probably everyone who ever listened to her. I totally love her voice, yeah. and I listened to everything by my then fandom. And so I started to just, you know, listen to her other podfix. And the first one was, believe it or not, the Merlin Arthur. Hey. Which was uh, Crown of the Summer Court. And yeah, I listened to it one. and I couldn't stop. And I just fell in love with Merlin and Arthur uh, right away. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I, I haven't watched the show. I have had a vague idea what it is about from mm -hmm. Tumblr. But uh, I haven't watched it yet. And even after the podfic, I read a bit uh, fanfiction from Merlin Arthur. And I listened to more podfics. And only like two months later, I started watching the show. And I think that's, I mean, I kind of fell in love with Merlin and Arthur, with Fennon, Merlin and Fennon Arthur, before I actually watched the show and got to meet Canon, Merlin and Arthur. And I think that felt quite special and mm -hmm. probably why my love is so deep for them. I don't yeah. know. So I'm very grateful for two yeah, things. I think that's really, that not many people do it this way around. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> get into, the, get into the fandom before they get yeah. into the show or even watch the show at all. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, it is quite special. You're right. So how long have you been in the fandom now? Um, I think I started like one year after... The last episode aired. So it's... in 2013. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's oh, so, been a while. So, yeah. Yeah. That's about And it was around Christmas. And so I got to enjoy all the, <laughs> all the Christmas post and the Christmas art. And of course, when you see this, then you just fell in love with Fandom and Merlin Arthur even more. So it was yeah, destiny, yeah. I think. Uh, of course. I mean, that's... I, I'm pretty sure it was, considering how much you contributed and keep on no, contributing no. to the fandom it must have been no. destiny so okay. has fandom like how did you did you start right on tumblr with fandom or did you go to life journal first or where did you where did you start in fandom 
Tumblr. I was Tumblr. already pretty much a Tumblr girl back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where I stayed then. So, uh, yeah, definitely tum Tumblr and AO3. And, of course, LiveJournal when all the fests were yeah, of course. going on because most of them uh, happened on LiveJournal and many still happen on LiveJournal. Yeah, yeah, they do. But mostly Tumblr. So it really hasn't changed that much for you, like where fandom is uh, since you started. Merlin fandom. I don't want it to change. I want it to always be it. <laughs> I know. No, it's uh, because um, Roxanne and I were talking about how when Merlin as a show started airing in 2008 and the years leading up to the final episode, how fandom was mostly happening on LifeJournal or even YouTube and how it then like in the last season or seasons migrated to Tumblr and how that has changed how fandom works basically how fandom fanish people interact with each other but you haven't experienced any such shift because you've been on Tumblr right from the start and you still are on Tumblr first and foremost in this fandom yeah so it must have been an amazing time back then when the episodes were still screening and yeah. being part of a live fandom but on the other hand I'm also fine with uh, only having entered fandom once all the canon happened and yeah was finished so in a way that's good because then you at least get to watch the whole show without having to yeah. wait for new content you know once you've finished yeah. the last episode that's it there is no more content to catch up on plus I was prepared for the ending so that's probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, that ending. Oh that ending. Oh okay, let's talk about something positive. What are your favorite yes. parts about fandom? Uh, I think it's probably really the companionship and the whole feeling that it's really a community and the the lack of uh, fights and hate like some other fandoms have and mm -hmm. definitely the activity and also the interactivity. Yeah. Because it's just amazing how much content is created and how much uh, people interact with each other, even if they, you know, haven't heard or haven't followed each other, but still everyone is so open and welcoming. And yeah, that's, that's just absolutely amazing. Definitely. It's a wonderful feeling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The fandom is, even five years after the show has ended, the fandom is still very much alive. Yes, yes. So. And I think that's also because it's such a good feeling fandom even yeah. with that ending canon gave us but it's also because what ending it... everybody's alive aren't they <laughs> <laughs> nobody died of course no 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 one no one ever except for yes. the bad guys the bad guys it's okay yes. if they die we just want That's the good okay. guys to survive yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah i think the the whole atmosphere of the fandom definitely helped with staying so active for such a long time yeah, yeah definitely i agree i agree okay so what in the end gave you the idea to you know host a convention and especially a convention targeted at just merther fans well i wanted to go to one and <laughs> there wasn't I mean, one that's so. that's like every every fanfic writer. Well, nobody else was going to write this story, so yeah. I'm gonna have to do it. Exactly. I think yeah. a lot of people relate to that. <laughs> yeah, 
And I knew other OTP cons, so I, I've been to Kirk's Bock conventions, so I knew already about uh, specific OTP cons and how awesome they can be. Mm-hmm. And I just thought uh, it would be so great if I could go to one for Merlin Arthur, but yeah, there wasn't one, so with a little push by you. <laughs> just, a, just a small one. Because uh, I don't know if, if everybody knows this, but uh, Turkian and I met at a convention for another really, really small fandom, a fandom for Captain Pressure, the radio play by John Finnemore. And we met there two years ago, I believe. It was September two years ago, I think. And um, so basically I approached her because I heard that you were into Mirtha and I just had fallen back into Merlin fandom. Yeah, and someone else told me that you were also into Merlin and especially Merlin Arthur, yeah. and um, I I approached you and and we got to talking and then out of the blue you were like, so what if there were a convention for Merlin Arthur? And I was like, that would be actually cool. So I didn't push you that much. You basically you were like, I want to do this. <laughs> what do you think? Let's do one. That's what you said. Yeah, I mean, yes, of course, that's what I said. It doesn't mean that you actually go out and do it. <laughs> what? Then we did it. Yeah, we did it. And we did it. So, yeah, your basically your motivation was, I want to go to a convention and nobody yeah. else is doing it. So, got to yeah, do it myself. I, yes, and I always like spending time with the boys, you know, even if it's, I don't know, creating something or reading or looking at art. And well, doing organizing a whole convention about them is also like spending time with them. So yeah. that's a pretty good motivation too. Yeah, I I hadn't even looked at it that way yet. That you get to spend time with the boys. Yeah. 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 I I've never yeah I've never seen it from that side. But yeah, you're right. Of course, even when I when I write or when anybody creates something for the fandom, they get to spend spend time with yeah. that character. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool way of looking at it. Nice. So, what gave you like Coinalot? That's a pretty unique name. I I remember that when we first announced it, a few people were like, "What kind of name is Coinalot anyway?" <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you how did you come up with that? Uh, long weeks of thinking. I think I still have somewhere a word document with like five or six pages with idea for names. Really. Yeah, 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 all sorts of. I thought about, you know, something with Albion or Avalon or Destiny or Magic or Diamond. I think for a long time Diamond Con or something was my yeah. fake because of, you know, the Day of the Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just knew that I wanted one name for the con, so not, uh, you know, two words. I wanted one word yeah. for the con because mm-hmm. I thought it would be catchier and better for marketing as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, exactly. And most of the things like with Albion and Avalon were already taken or it didn't sound so good, like Avacon or Albacon. Uh, obviously, you can see that I wanted the con in the name as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of uh, course, so people yeah. will know it's a convention. I mean, that's, that's exactly. only makes sense. Yeah. So there were there were different ideas like Dragon Maids or Maidcon, you know, and then M A in capital letters. Ah, oh, that would have been great too. Yeah. Or same <laughs> Con Con or uh, I don't know Albion Ellie's or whatever. Yeah. But somehow uh, uh, I liked. I wanted to also to do something with uh, Camelot, so Camelcoin uh, or or Camelcon. Mm-hmm. A con I liked. 
But then if you write it down and you just read it, it reads like CaneCon. And I thought that wouldn't be so ideal if we, you know, plaster that all over the places. <laughs> CaneCon, that sounds a bit, I don't know. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, CaneCon yeah. is... I mean, I would have pronounced it CaneCon right from the get-go because I say Camelot, not Camelot, so... Yeah, but if uh, you don't know what it's got to do with... Yeah, I know. Know, <laughs> I know. You know, yeah, I know. I know. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so yeah, and, and the, the coin theme definitely is such a big thing for Merlin and Arthur. Mm-hmm. So that stayed. And yeah, somehow with the, I don't know, 120 attempts or so, <laughs> Coinlot was born. Coinlot was born. And I mean, um, I remember being a little bit skeptical at the beginning, uh, but because that's mostly because I had brainstormed uh, names as well that I thought would be really cool. And um, then it just took me uh, a couple of hours to just get around to the point where I was like, well, you know, Trapion already named the convention. It's her idea. Of course, she gets to name the convention. So no, no, please don't be. Oh, it's my, my own. That's, that's just uh, that's just how it works for me. Sometimes when I think my idea is great and then I'm like, it takes me a moment to realize that someone's idea is actually even better than mine. Uh, but that's my own pride getting in the way. So don't even worry about it. Oh, I'm sure your ideas would be great as well. Um, I don't. I think one of them was literally just CoinCon. Uh, but honestly, yeah. I, I really, I don't remember them beyond that. But then yeah. I realized what a clever three-way pun CoinAlot <laughs> actually is because yeah, you have yeah. the coin in there, which is the big Merthyr theme. You have Camelot in there, which is you know where it's all happening. But also because the I. Uh, is small uh, is a small yep. letter, not a not a capital letter. Yep. It's also you know con yeah. as a convention in there. So you know it's a really clever three way pun, and I love that. I really really <laughs> adore that, and I will fight anyone who criticizes that name now <laughs> because I think it's so clever, and I really I take my imaginary hat off to you for coming Aww. up with it. Yeah, stop it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so organizing it. Uh, it took uh, about a year. I remember we basically uh, agreed to do it sometime in September after we met. And then, of course, Coinla was held in October last year. So what was the most challenging thing about organizing the whole thing? Um, everything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some, some things were less hard yeah. than other things. I think one of the most challenging things was to uh, put up with the fear that I would forget something or that it wouldn't be perfect or that people wouldn't like our ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, then the decis- decisions, all the decisions we uh, had uh, to take, yeah. you know, what, what prices we, we get and what games uh, would be doable actually and what, what games wouldn't be doable. Um, because there there was no way to have a test run, you know, uh, yeah, with yeah. people. And as you know, most of the games we had, we just came up with them. So there was actually there was no way to to know whether they would work out or not. So yeah. uh, that was a big challenge. The whole financial side, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was rather uh, confident that we can sort that out and. Yeah, I think all, all the little things, getting all the little things together and creating one atmosphere. Yeah. 
I think that was the most challenging thing. Yeah, I think I can now that you know um, that Rox and I are working on the next coin a lot. I can definitely because uh, for last coin a lot, you did all the big decision making and all the the financial things. That's what you handle. I was basically just your your assistant who occasionally helped you either figure something out or you know you uh, tasked me with something that I then had to do but I didn't make yeah, any you of did so much yeah but I didn't make you know really big decisions I might have helped you make some of the decisions by you know giving you my opinion but in the end you made a lot of the of the decisions like you had the bulk of the work for the convention honestly Yeah, but I also have been to OTP conventions before, so I had probably a better idea. That's that's true. That's one, true. And now you've been to one and co-organized yeah. one too, so it's that's true. And now yeah. it's it's mostly in my hand and Rox's hand to make all these yeah. big decisions, and I'm just like, um, that's why one of the reasons why I'm, I'm why I wanted to ask you this question because yeah, making the decisions, yeah. especially with you know when you have. Uh, because we have um, a lot of money from the auction we did in May, yeah, that's and great. Um, which was a tremendous success, and we could easily pay the deposit for our venue. And now awesome. we still have money left over that we can use to buy other things in preparation for the convention, so that we can, uh, you know, get the ticket prices a little further down than they would otherwise have to be. And it's just, you know, I agonized over over small decisions for yes. weeks before I actually commit to something because I'm like, but what if I do this and then a week later I find something that's better? <laughs> Or what if I make this decision and everybody hates it? <laughs> no, don't worry. It will uh, work out. You but, have, yeah, you I mean, I, I just have to, you know, in the end, I just have to make the decision and go with exactly. my guts and, and I still have... Roxanne and and other people to ask for opinions if you know sometimes but it's just I, I definitely can understand why you'd say making the decisions and handling the finances is it's tough it's really tough and I don't think yeah. many people who don't organize conventions <laughs> in their free time <laughs> realize that that's actually the worst part making the decisions and like having to decide well I'm gonna get this as a prize, even if I want to buy all the things from all the merchandise uh, shops. I want them all, but I can't because, yeah. you know, who's gonna pay for that? And also, we don't need a gazillion prizes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. It'll work out. It'll work out. Yeah. And, of course, coming off of uh, the most challenging part, what was then in turn the most rewarding experience with the entire convention? I think one of the most uh, humbling and rewarding things was that people trusted us so much. I mean, we had like, I think, 30 attendees, right? Yeah, we had and 30 they all people, trusted yeah. us. They signed up, they gave us their money, they came to a location they'd never been before. Yeah. Most people haven't even been to Berlin before. Or Germany. Or Germany. <laughs> And they just trusted us and came, and that was just so, I don't know, humbling. And I was so in awe by that fact alone. Yeah. And then, of course, that the people seemed to like the con. 
I'm pretty sure they liked the con. Everybody kept saying how much they liked it, so I'm, I have to trust at this point that they actually liked it. <laughs> I think I think they did, and that people, you know, just connected and that they stayed together, even yeah. though um, they could have, you know, gone out for lunch or whatever, and some people did, of course, but most people just stayed together and stick together for the whole weekend from like Friday afternoon till Monday morning. Yeah. And that was that was amazing. And I also got some people said that it was so well, you know, organized and scheduled and that everything worked and that they haven't seen this before with little cons. So that was a big compliment as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, the most rewarding part was definitely that they felt well the people there and they liked it and that yeah. was just amazing. Yeah, I I definitely agree that you know the feedback from the people who've been to the convention and even people who haven't been who just exactly. read con reports were all like oh my yeah. god it was amazing or it looked amazing and people wishing yeah. they had been there and and also all the people i want to thank them who uh, contributed to the calendar for instance yes all the fandom artists and all yes. the writers who uh, contributed to the uh, convention as well they they had no chance of being there and they just you know were so helpful and wanted to contribute and then all, to all the people who bought the uh, Merthyr calendar, yeah, uh, that was also such a big and rewarding part as well. I'm so grateful to all of them, to everyone who gave support in any way. Yeah, I I absolutely agree and I think that that high of you know all this positive feedback is basically yeah. what what kickstarted uh the wish to really do coin a lot again at least for me because yeah. that's just um yeah because of this this amazing experience of people loving it so much and telling us it was just like wow apparently we did this and we did it in a way that people liked it and i want to see if we can do it again and make it just as awesome, if not maybe a tiny bit more awesome, although I doubt we can actually top last year's coin alone. No, it will be different. That's totally fine. Yeah. And you you chose a great location and I'm I'm so glad that I can finally go to a Merlin and Arthacon. That's Yay. yeah. <laughs> That's honestly one of the, because a lot of the times I find myself oh I wanna tell Trakion about this, I wanna tell Trakion about that thing that we bought for the convention that we're planning to do and then I'm like, no. Do not spoil it for her. She gets to attend this as a guest. Do not spoil it for her. You <laughs> you want her to have the surprise like everybody else because she didn't get to do it last time. I'm so, so excited. <laughs> so, yeah. And finally, last question. If you could go back in time, is there something you would do differently? Uh, yes, make it a week longer, not just a <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> then maybe changing the beamer or getting a backup beamer. Everyone who were there know about the beamer. Yeah, the protector was a bit of a problem, but what yeah. can you do? Everybody at the con was really understanding. They all realized that awesome. yeah. it wasn't maybe, our fault, but yeah. And maybe making the quest a bit more difficult because wow these people were so clever <laughs> all of them that's amazing what yeah. a great bunch of attendees we had yeah on. i mean we already thought we made it you know difficult enough and yeah. of course the rain made it harder yeah. <laughs> and, and yet still, everybody came out with so many points 
They yeah. all had so many coins, actually. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Thank you so yeah. much. For, uh, you're welcome. For agreeing to this interview. I think uh, a lot of people will find it really interesting to to find out about, you know, behind the scenes, how what okay. went on in the background and, uh, you know, just, just these little things that go into organizing such an event that a lot of people don't realize or even don't think about and it's yeah it's really great and i thank you you're welcome it was a great experience to have organized the con and to have met all the people and it was wonderful yeah it was great and i think everybody who was there agrees that it was great for them to Maybe especially because they didn't know about what went on behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> But as long as everything works out, then exactly. It's, you know, uh, we did our job well if it looked effortless from the outside, even yeah. if it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Any last words for our listeners? Yes, see you all at Coinalot Reincarnated. <laughs> I will be there. I hope so. You so will you. I will definitely be there. Yeah, you should be there, Momo. It would be good good advice advice from me to you. Be there. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll I'll do my best. I you know I'll check my calendar, see if I if I can okay. wedge it in. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you, Trakion. See you. Thank see you. See you soon. See you. Bye bye. Bye. So there we are. That was. Truckion talking about how she got the idea to create Coinalot and all the things, all the work that went into it. You guys want to add something to it? Because I already reacted to everything <laughs> in the interview, as you know, so... I'm just so surprised at it, kind of, like, because obviously the, the man and, you know, that when you guys made this convention, the fandom, you know the show had already finished and I obviously it I feel like it's one of those things where I'm just so surprised um like how I mean not not to say I'm surprised how many people came but I, I mean that you guys kept it together so well like and had faith that people would come and I know you Momo talked about how you were really worried that actually you wouldn't sell enough tickets because obviously it's a lot easier to get people invested in this kind of thing when a fandom is still live but when it's kind of done like there's only so much momentum that kind of it can bring and obviously we're still creating content and contributing but the numbers are a lot lower i think like and we've already talked about how people have kind of moved on yeah. so i'm really surprised that like you guys decided to take this risk with and not just a convention for merlin but for a pairing which is even more of a niche market although it's basically the whole merlin fandom but you know still it's it's got i mean i mean i would have died of stress it's like really really impressive yeah i mean originally when we made our plans we planned for 50 people to attend we were like okay that's that's pretty low stakes you know 50 people all over europe <laughs> at least you know we might we might get that many people on board with the convention and so ticket sales started off slowly even though you know as i said vicky booked her ticket <laughs> Within the first days, I could look it up when exactly she booked it, but it was within the first days, and we were 
really excited and I thought, wow, that's a great start. And then it just slowed down. <laughs> and people didn't, people didn't really start buying tickets again until, um, like just a couple of weeks before the convention. And wow. I think that's a lot, that has a lot to do with people not knowing yet about the convention because I think almost the only way we advertised it was on Tumblr. Mm. And B, many people not knowing if they will have the time to travel to Berlin for the weekend. Yeah. So, um, I think that was like the, the main, the main thing for people that they just didn't know if they would be able to, uh, come over to Berlin for mm. those three days well, in the middle me, of October. It was, um, like, I actually, because I feel like I'd heard whispers about the convention, like I'd seen it kind of floating around on my dash, like, I, like I must have, because I remember thinking before I actually decided to go, oh, yeah, like, I've seen that before, and, oh, I know what it was. Every time I would see it, I'd go, oh, yeah, I, like, need to check that out, and then I'd see that it was in Berlin, and I'd go, oh, like, uh, it's, like, really far like for a convention and like the first i mean i you know Roxanne, UK, you live in canterbury you live yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> i mean people came from the u.s <laughs> yeah i know but like i didn't know that obviously but from a personal point of view like we're we're really spoiled in the uk for how many conventions are held here so i the furthest i've traveled for a convention is london like i've never had to go further than that ever because like and they've been really good i mean you know we have an amazing comic-con we've got so much stuff right here so i've never had to do that before so and i just started my master's degree and i was like how i got the time and then it was like but it was more actually to do with um uh finding a roommate was actually a lot more stressful for me than wondering if i had the time because obviously i was you know it's more money than i've spent on a convention prior because of the the travel costs and all the rest of it and i was thinking to myself oh i can't really afford to have a room by myself but if there's no one that will share with me i'm kind of screwed and i was so lucky that i actually found those two um lovely ladies to share with in the end but yeah it was all kind of like i was really debating not going and i thought oh roxanne like come on don't waste your money on this because it's like i know that you want to but you've got to do other stuff and it was basically like i just thought you haven't got a roommate and then i just bought my flight and just went well now i've got to find a roommate (laughs) i basically was like i'm just gonna force myself to like find a roommate and i was even trying to oh because what it was as well i remember when you guys posted all the information about the discounted room prices you only posted discounted room prices for the dates of the con and obviously we showed up thursday which was before the con and left on monday and i remember asking you and tracky on oh, well, this is a bit difficult for me because does that mean I have to pay full price and is there even any room for me Thursday and Monday? So I was like tr- like going on Airbnb, like looking up rooms near the airport for Thursday and Monday so I'd have, like, have somewhere to yeah. sleep. And she was like, I just spoke to the manager. It's fine. We can do the discounted room price for Thursday and Monday. I was like, thank God for that. <laughs> so yeah it was it it all worked out perfectly in the end and there was like once like once i got there was no stress at all but yeah definitely like the organization of everything was a lot more kind of like oh god like where am i gonna sleep but it was great so i'm 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 very happy that i went yeah so you already answered my my question 
about um, how or when you heard about CoinLot and what made you decide to go. So I'm gonna pass the questions over to Vicky. Yo, I, I have no idea how I came to hear about this thing. But well, my initial re reaction may be why you didn't experience ticket sales firsthand. And like, when I very first heard about this convention, I thought, oh my god, Merlin Phantom's got a Dashcom. And it, oh, we know about a Dashcom. Oh god. <laughs> that was like our biggest fear that, you know, it would turn into a second Dashcon and that would be our legacy. That was our legitimate fear throughout yeah, planning this. And maybe that's why your ticket sales weren't possibly what you hoped at yeah. first. But then, then I decided, why not? If it does turn out to be rubbish and a mess, I'll just mess around in Berlin for the weekend. As it happens, I know someone else over there, so I thought, I'm okay. I'll go anyway. I'll see what it's about. And uh, you you weren't a Dashcon. You did actually put something together. You didn't scam people out of their money. We didn't have a ball pit. You didn't have a ball pit, which is a disappointment, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Rocks, make a note for next year, please. Need ball pit. Ball pit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, how are we going to fit that in the back of the car? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. I can make several trips. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is this, like, you know, the... the We're not play, getting a like, ball pit. <laughs> well, we can, well, we can take a field trip to the soft play if everyone wants to. You know, When do we like... have the time to make a field trip? <laughs> It's down the road from the con. <laughs> it's like you sent us on a wild goose chase in the rain around Berlin. Hey, that was... You volunteered for that. You didn't have oh. to go. I know. That wasn't our fault. Was... It was raining. We even cut it short so you didn't have to spend so much time outside. <laughs> I wanted to get my money's worth. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to sit indoors. <laughs> Literally, like. Besides, you're British. Me. You're used to a little bit of rain. <laughs> oh God, don't start. Okay. So maybe the the quest wasn't your favorite part, but no, it was, what... no, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> okay, well, was what was your favorite part? Mickey? Oh, blue prone to me. I'm just looking at the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, oh, I, oh, this is really difficult. I loved um, the discussion panels, um, like where we actually talked about the ins and outs of the fandom. Like, it, it would have been nicer if more people kind of spoke up cause, because I'm like, I don't mind just like, you know, speaking up like in, in situations like that. I know people obviously like get a bit more nervous or shy and aren't like really like, into that kind of thing but it makes you feel like you're kind of constantly overpowering people by talking whereas you just like well no one else is going to so i'll like you know put my five cents in but i loved like the discussion panels about like the issues that we had with the show or our favorite things or ships or anything but i have to say like the quizzes i think were the were my favorite thing like i just loved doing the quizzes so much and obviously like i could not not mention cards against merlin i think that was like i think that was definitely like i haven't laughed so much like and this is coming from someone that will like laughs at everything and i have a lot of really funny friends like i haven't laughed that much in such a long time like i couldn't 
believe some of the card combinations that we were getting and i feel like that's been all new dolls for me (laughs) (laughs) well you've based cosplays on cards against merlin vicky so (laughs) yeah (laughs) like but just anything where we all kind of like got together as like either like a massive group or like in teams and actually all interacted and like and like got really noisy and really like kind of into it like so whether it was the charades or the cards against merlin or the quizzes like when like when we like all got really invested and hyped up like those were my favorite like parts of all of it i loved i loved those things so yeah the funny thing is that the cards against merlin was such a last minute spur of the moment (laughs) decision because um a couple of people were playing it in the merlin chat online and um i was i was playing with them and then i don't know who is it who suggested it but at some point i was like we should have this at coin a lot and i was and i was thinking oh my god there's no time to actually play it because i knew the schedule was packed full yeah and um and then i went just like fuck it i'll just do it and i i i spent i think two or three days at work slacking off well slacking off my actual job just to create the cards and get them ready to be printed and then um Trakion had them printed in printed and cut in berlin and uh just yeah so that was really spur of the moment last minute decision to even make that happen i didn't expect to even have the time to play it <clears throat> but I'm glad I'm glad we did. I'm glad I made the cards and I'm glad we got the time to play because I think yeah, I was those were some good times. Oh, okay, hang on. No, I think I actually have pinpointed my favorite part of the convention. What was the name of that wonderful girl that did a cosplay as future Merlin, like old Merlin, oh. like from the future? What was her name? uh chris oh my god so we all like i think it was the last day of the con i want to say it was the last evening like before the morning where everyone was leaving and yeah, it was like the after party room party yeah, yeah the room party yeah it was like because we had an after party in my hotel room because it was a triple room so it had a lot of space like plenty for everyone to just lounge around and we kind of like were just lounging talking about stuff and then there's this knock at my door oh and my i'm god, thinking yes, i remember oh, no <laughs> who's this and i just opened up the door and i did, first of all i thought it was santa claus like, <laughs> because it was just this white beard and i didn't know who was underneath it because it covered the whole face and dressed in a similar outfit to what he's dressed in in the last episode and she put out her arms and went i'm back <laughs> I'm looking at the photo right now, and there's just Dee in the background looking like she's about to die. <laughs> I, honestly, the thing is, everyone, you don't even understand, because you couldn't see most of her face. All you saw were her eyes, like, yes, like oh her expressions. God. So whenever she would talk, she just looked like such a creep, and it was so... <laughs> well, I was probably planning that for months, man. <laughs> she's like, I'm... B-. But honestly... <laughs> Like now looking back, I like obviously I get it. Like I'm back. Like I'm reincarnated. 
But honestly, when I saw her, I thought she was going to kill me because these big eyes and just, I'm back. And I thought it was like something from The Shining. I was like, this like this is how I'm going to die, by some random person dressed in a beard who I've never seen before in my life. At least But you that, would have yeah. died happy because you had to spend the most amazing weekend with other Merlin fans. <laughs> yeah. And like, like explain so... this to my family. <laughs> This is uh this is definitely like some good advertising for next year's con. If you guys want laughs like that, you you need to come to yeah. this con. All right. What was your favorite moment, Vicky? I I actually found it as soon as I said pass it to Roxy. <laughs> uh, on Friday evening, the uh the tavern games. And I've, yeah, I've yeah. got a photo on right now. It's like one of them was one person was wearing a crown and if you rolled a number, you had to go and nick it. And yeah. I've got a photo up now of a Tati, I think is is her name, in her Gwen cosplay, wearing the yeah. crown. And I've taken the photo, literally, someone's just grabbed it to whip it off her head. Awesome. <laughs> I just remember it being I need, I need you to share all these pictures with me, by the way, because I I barely have any. I was so busy with doing everything else. I barely have any pictures of the convention itself. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I need so more people to share their pictures with me and everyone else because I just I don't I don't have any more than the ones we already posted on the Coinola Tumblr over and over so please share your pictures with me I will, I will see what I've already done yeah I'll just yeah. I'm, I've, I've been meaning to um, get I've a Dropbox new, uh, going so people could tried. actually share everything in the Dropbox I still yeah. need to get on that <laughs> I, I solemnly swear that I will do it <laughs> So, okay. And is there anything you guys wish had gone differently? If like, I mean, obviously there's always room for improvement. And with you know looking at Cornelot happening again next year, what is it you guys wish we could would do next time? If you could, or do differently. Sorry, what? If you could arrange for better weather. <laughs> well, it will be in England, so uh, well, I can't okay. guarantee anything, basically. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't, like, I don't think there was anything, really, that I, like, genuinely didn't enjoy. I mean, when you guys had the arts and crafts, like, workshop, we just kind of sat around and talked, but, like, I didn't feel like I missed out because I was just happy to catch up with people um so yeah i think like i don't really i mean obviously we have different things planned like some like some things are the same but obviously we have different activities and things planned for this time around um i feel like probably there's one thing i can think of it's um and this isn't even necessarily a fault it's just the the way that the panel was conducted like when we would have a panel like uh like ruse where she talked about photoshop obviously because it's a very specific skill set there's not necessarily that much room for interaction like to kind of yeah practice or anything and like even me that like like did have my laptop and probably could have gotten photoshop like it's not easy to kind of get everyone involved in something like yeah. that so probably like that but i mean honestly it was still so interesting like to like look how she did it like i didn't really mind but yeah, yeah i can't think of anything that like stands out like really not yeah yeah i mean especially with Almost all of the panels, like especially the ones I did, and as anyone who was there remembers, I did most of them. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> the original idea was to have them way more interactive. Even Rue's Photoshop panel was supposed to be more of an introduction and then workshop, but because we made the schedule so tight, there wasn't enough time because you need the the explanation, all that Rue did in the beginning mm. to, you know, give you an idea how to do it and, and where to get, you know, your resources from and everything. And then there is no time to actually, you know, workshop it a little bit for anyone who is interested. Yeah. And the same was with all the um, discussion panels that I had planned, everything starting from... Um, the writing panel, the podfic panel, and uh, the um, top versus bottom, everything. The idea was to have, you know, just uh, a short, well, lecture, sort of, you know, my take on it, and then mm -hmm. get into a discussion. But because of poor time management, mostly on my part, <laughs> <laughs> for making the lecture so long, there was no time to actually workshop anything and that's something i've taken yeah. away from last time um that i want to think that you can i mean i wouldn't necessarily be too hard on yourself in that respect because i think there are a lot of people that just weren't really willing to kind of contribute like any kind of discussion but yeah I but think... yet there still were people who were willing so you know yeah, I guess. we've we've like definitely thought of ways to work around that for next yeah. time i think like, at the like same time what truckyard and i didn't really want to do is like schedule too many different activities at the same time like we could have done a workshop for one thing and a discussion panel for another thing at the same time but then people doing one or the other would miss out on being able to do the other thing and that's just that's just sad. We wanted everybody to yeah. be able to do everything. So it's tough scheduling this whole thing because you have so oh, yeah. many ideas and then you you don't get to do them all because there's just so many hours in a day. Mm. Vicky, what about you? There Was there anything you were like, eh, could have gone better? Yeah, I've been trying to think, but nothing's really sticking out to me. I think you're done all right. Thank you. <laughs> high praise. You did all right. <laughs> okay. I mean, honestly, the highest praise we can get is it certainly was no dash con. So, you know. <laughs> Feel free to put that in your advertising. For... <laughs> that's, that's how we should advertise, honestly. Coinlog reincarnated, not a dash con. <laughs> I think people know that hopefully by now. Like yeah. we've got enough word of mouth advertisement for the next time. So I hope so. I hope so. Well, thinking of next time, if anyone listening to this is like, well, damn, I wish I had been there. Uh, here's your chance. Next year we are going to do another coin lot. This time in late September, just around the official 10-year anniversary of Merlin. The proper date for the convention is September 28th till 30th in 2018. And we're getting together in Canterbury this time because uh, then we can use Rox's closet space to yeah. <laughs> store all the things. <laughs> in case anyone's wondering, I live in Canterbury. I don't just have storage like 
lying around here. <laughs> like, I do actually live in Canterbury. It's yes. very nice. And uh, if you guys are planning on attending the con, there is also a 10-year anniversary meetup happening in Pierfonds. And if you are going to be thinking about taking vacation time, that's why we put them so close together so you can take the whole two weeks off if you want to plan your holidays around it that year. You've got plenty of time. And... If you want to come down to Canterbury a bit early or if you have some free time, it is a really wonderful place to visit. Truly, I don't think you need more than a couple of days to really kind of get to grips with it. So if the weather's really good, which oftentimes in late September, it's not too bad down here, come and have a look because you will have a very nice time and very medieval. So you can feel very Merlin-y while you're down here. Oh, yeah, they got the, uh, the castle ruins down there, don't we? But yeah, you do. I don't know if you'll be like allowed to cosplay there, but just because like. Oh, we well. Oh, have you? Yeah. I think oh. I've got guns and shoots there. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought that there was like. I mean, I've actually never gone to like look around them myself, but I assumed it was like, um, like a uh, what am I trying to say? Like kind of guarded off or something. No, it's all just like. I mean, there's probably a gate, but it's all open. There, there didn't oh, seem to there be, we've been there twice, and it, there, there didn't seem to be anyone official there. We just said, right, if anyone does come and look around, we just step aside for them as in <laughs> yeah. the etiquette anyway. But yeah. Oh, well, then you can do cosplay shoots there if you come and cosplay. There you go. <laughs> I'll awesome. see if I can stick a few pics up on my Tumblr. Amazing. So, yeah, tickets for Coinalot next year will go on sale on, uh, in December. So keep an eye out for those. You can check our tumblr for that and we will link to all of this as per usual in our post for this podcast it will be really great to see you guys but just a heads up tickets are limited yet again this time uh, because well we booked a really great hotel the Ebbett Spartan Hotel in Canterbury which is really really picturesque go and look it up and they are basically giving us the entire hotel for the weekend. <laughs> and there are only so many places to sleep in the hotel. So tickets are limited to, I believe, 39. So get your tickets a ticket early so that you can A, secure the room you want and B, the ticket itself. And we will, and, and even though, guys, prices are not set just yet so um, we're not gonna obviously talk about that but just so you know that when you do purchase your ticket you'll be purchasing your ticket for the con your room uh your accommodation and uh all of your food for the entire convention so just bear that in mind uh when the tickets get released so you won't have to worry about it all you'll have to pay for is your uh train or flight to england and then obviously you'll travel down to canterbury so bear that in mind when you're making plans before we obviously announce the price exactly especially with our travel plans uh the hotel like once you book the ticket you will have uh, a room in the hotel until monday morning starting on friday afternoon so you are basically covered for room food admittance to the convention and everything else starting friday afternoon until monday after breakfast until you check out so there you go okay if you want to share your experiences from the convention with us your thoughts about fan conventions in general you know send us an email or send in 
talkbacks as per usual if you want you can you know record yourself talking to us and we will listen to it and react to it on one of the future episodes we would really really love to hear from you or if you have any ideas for a convention or especially the next coinlot convention or if you you know want to get organizing your own convention and want people to help out feel free to ask us to signal boost yes awesome vicky is there anything else you want to say about the convention future or past you know what as long as we got cards gets Mer merlin again i think it's it's gonna be a hit you were about to say Mertha, weren't Mertha. you <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of the cards, like when I played with uh, my friends uh, here in Dresden, a lot of the times they are really mean cards against Merthyr. So <laughs> that is a justified slip up. Basically, that that is the case. <laughs> All right. Then I think we have some time left over to wreck some fan works. Mm -hmm. Who wants to go first? No one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rocks, you go first. Oh, God. Well, I I mean, I didn't, I mean, I tried to keep my Rex themed around the episode, but, you know, we don't, obviously this is an episode about Coinalot, so I'm just going to talk about how you guys should come to Coinalot. <laughs> like, literally, just, I'm, I am wrecking the convention. That is a, that is the biggest fan work that has ever come out of this band. <laughs> it's literally... You can also cop out even more massively by saying that we did a whole lot of uh, fanfic wrecks during the convention. They're all linked on the Tumblr, so... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm just going to wreck, like, our Tumblr. Like, all of it, like, go and check out all of the posts from last year's Coinalot. Check out the photos, the uh, the con reports. I wrote a con report. I think Vicky wrote a con report. So, yeah, go and read them if you're, like, interested in exactly what happened day by day i know we kind of mentioned bits and pieces but if you wanted to take a look at what the schedule was like and what everyone was saying then go check out all of those and there were some amazing cosplays there so like really nice photos so go and check out that tumblr i'm yeah that that's that's my wreck because i don't like to stick away from the theme unfortunately <laughs> you know <me>. <laughs> that's like, fair that's fair okay go on then momo what are you wrecking today uh, i was gonna give vicky chance first okay yeah actually uh rock rocks wonderfully segue segues into mine if that's the phrase i'm looking for can i re recommend a cosplayer yes of course you can yes. recommend anything to do with merlin hey i was good because she does some merlin cosplayer cosplayer cosplays and she was around at coin a lot she will probably be at a call out 2018 yes uh it, it's our Kathy, known as Trixie Aww. Spirit Cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. You can find her on Tumblr under Trixie Spirit, on Twitter under the same name. I think it's some sort of Shakespeare reference. I don't know. I'm an uncultured swine. Isn't it Wishful Feather on Tumblr? Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's Wishful Feather on uh, yeah, Tumblr and Twitter. No, sorry. Yeah. Trixie Spirit Cosplay on her Facebook page. Yeah. So and definitely link to it. Don't yeah. And it. she does a uh, art. In terms of Merlin, Arthur Pendragon, she, and she's done loads of ver versions. She's done, like, the Canon Mail. She's done the Gender Swapped. She's done the uh, 
aggressive Hufflepuff Arthur from that Harry Potter <laughs> AU thing. Yes. And she's done uh, lots of other stuff as well. She does Harry Potter. I really love her Marvel stuff, her Matt Murdock especially. Mm -hmm. Yes, go and check her out, please. Yeah. I definitely second that wreck. That cosplay. Definitely, also, you should yeah. definitely check out Vicky's cosplay because Vicky's cosplay is awesome. It really she does, is. She does Morgana <laughs> in different versions. Yeah. And also female Gwen, which is yeah. just. Well, if you don't fall in love with female Gwen, I don't know what to do with you. Like, Vicky's costumes, like. And obviously, it helps that you've got, like, the dark hair and the pale skin and stuff. Like, she literally <sighs> looks so similar like, it's uncanny like your yeah. i love your your cosplay of morgana with the purple dress and the blue sheer over thing like that's really cool but i think the one that just gets me every time is the red dress because it just looks so similar like it just looks like you just look so similar to how she does in that episode wearing the red dress and i'm just like how is that possible oh, like, oh bless you just, thank you another thing. fun fact Probably because of that cosplay, when I first saw Vicky at the convention, I was seriously intimidated. I was like, wow, she's so cool. I'll never, you know, she'll never talk to me. She's so exactly. cool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, please. I'm, I'm soppy as a starfish, <laughs> Well, I know that now. <laughs> I didn't know that when I first saw you. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you look so serious. Like, you, yes. yeah. You really had the Morgana look down you really were morgana in that moment oh, i was I, like I, oh I, my I god <laughs> <laughs> all right so, yeah. i have i have two fanfic wrecks and i'm still working my way through um the after kamlan stories that i want to recommend so here are two more the first one is called here and nowhere else by freezer jerky also known as pendragoff on tumblr and Gay Merlin Hell on Life Journal. It's a modern AU with uh, royal author and magical Merlin. It's rated explicit for sexual content, and it's Yay! a Yay! <laughs> it's a <laughs> cis swap story, which means they are both uh, cis women. Author is the Crown Princess, and Merlin is the daughter of a political activist. And after Balinor gets executed the girls are forced to spend time together they're both relatively young at this point still and then over the years a reluctant friendship sort of develops and then of course later romance happens but the politics of the world with the um, anti-magic uh, sentiments get in the way them because Merlin too is now an activist, a political activist and of course Arthur is the crown princess so you know a bit of friction there and not just a good kind and hey. that, that just makes it difficult for them to be together but I can tell you it does have a happy end so that's the first one here and nowhere else by Freezer Jerky and the second one is also ACBB, it's called Out of Time written by Tari Sue it's another modern AU because that's that's the kind of story I like. And again, there is magic and it's rated mature for violence. Like I can tell you there's, there's some blood in there and a lot of death. And it's sort of a little bit like Groundhog Day. Like Arthur's caught in a robbery in his father's bank. And because of magic happening, he's forced to relive the same day over and over. 
and like more goes and some of her cronies are breaking into the bank and trying to reclaim our magical artifacts that are stored in the bank's vaults and um yeah so Arthur is forced to relive the day again and again and again and his only hope to break the cycle and to save the bank is to get someone else to help him like just help him figure it out and, and help him stop the robbery and so he he tries to get Merlin to help him but the problem is that he and Merlin have a history because they used to be together and then there was a giant misunderstanding to which Arthur contributed by not communicating with Merlin <laughs> and so they they broke up and they're not exactly on the best terms right now but Arthur is still in love with Merlin and trying to mend fences with him and then this whole magical time loop thing happens and they're trying to figure it out together and just it grows from there and it's just it's just lovely <laughs> it's just really <laughs> it's i uh i uh beta read this story and it's just uh it wasn't entirely finished at the time when i read it for the first time and then i i got to i got near the end and i was like wait what's happening next <laughs> so but it's uh it's a great story it has a really great ending and just the the construction of the story like Terry Sue put a lot of work into this and and there is always the, the what's happening now in the time loop thing interspersed with flashbacks to how it came about that Merlin and Arthur are where they are at the beginning of the story so I really like these I like these kind of stories where you um, learn a little bit more about the, the backstory while you read the current story and how sometimes mm -hmm. the backstory foreshadows what's happening next in the present. In the present, so go read it. Out of Time by Tari Sue. Okay, Ooh. those were our wrecks. I learned so much in these in these wreck sessions because <laughs> Momo just like reads everything, and I'm so picky with what I read. <laughs> I'm just like, no, like it's it. It's a problem. Like I really like, so I, I'm gonna read that at some point, definitely. <laughs> All right. So thank you everyone for spending another hour and then some with us three. Next episode, we're gonna talk about Merlin as a character. Uh... An episode which Rox and I already recorded, so we both know we're full of feelings. Especially just, rocks. I <laughs> just you guys, just you guys wait. Like I can't. Uh, I just these characters, man. Like just all of them. They're so <laughs> tragic, and I love it. Yeah. Vicky, any last words? Apparently, oh, apparently not. not. <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> I've had 10 minutes to sit here and think of something, but most I just staring at my blank. That's fair. Well, in that case, guys, if you want to either talk to us about your experiences at Coinalot, or you would like to talk to us about Merlin in general or anything based on episodes we've already recorded, then send us a talk back or uh, post a comment on our Tumblr or our Twitter or email us. Yes, please. Or if you want, like Vicky, to come and be a guest on the show, also email us and tell us what kind of thing 
you would like to talk about with us on the podcast. All right. And I think that's it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you soon. This has been Momotastic. I think. And Snowfox. (laughs) 